Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is some This is the game where we find out if this is the bull I am Natsua. New and alongside with me is co-producer Smart Smart. What's going on with your player? All is well with me, bro. What's good with you? I like that bucket hat. Give me one. This, yeah, I can't, bro. Unless you're going to plan on going with me to the Bronx, to Yankee Stadium. First of all, I know you went with Charlie Rock because you talk about the Bronx. So if we talk about the Bronx, it was Charlie Rock he was with. Actually, no? that was the second game I went to. I got this one. Okay. The first, the first game we went to um, had to be last season. Yeah. Um, me and my wife. Okay. So it was hot outside and I saw the bucket hat. I asked the dude outside, yo, how much is that bucket hat? He said ten dollars. And then that's it. It's a bootleg. Let me ask you a quick question. Summer Jam just happened. Uh-huh. All right. I remember the days when Jay-Z used to headline Summer Jam. Now we got some guy named FIFO Foreign doing it. All right, which is fine. It's all New York, but here goes my question to you. What is your favorite or what was your favorite Summer Jam moment? Summer Jam is one of the greatest concerts in hip-hop history. Please, talk to me. You you just brought his name up. So I'm I'm going to say Jay-Z had one of the biggest moments. Um, and it's probably the biggest moment in Summer Jam history, in my opinion, when Michael Jackson pulled up. Yes, sir. I, I can't even... Yo, that's... You know what's funny? So you think that one is even better than Jay-Z bringing out Nas or Jay-Z putting a mob deep and everybody else on a summer jam screen? I would think in in my order, yes. it would be because Jay would have all those top moments, right? The top five moments, he would have three of them. Yeah. So it would be Michael Jackson, then it would be Summer Jam, um, um, Summer Jam screen. That would be number two, and then Nas would be number three for me. All right, I'm done with this conversation. Everything you said, I agree with. Are you ready to start the game? Yeah, let's go, let's go. All right, Smarts, let's start the game. According to NBC News, for the second time this past weekend, an LGBT event was targeted by men whom law enforcement described as linked to a hate group. The All Madea County Sheriff's Office in California. I don't know if this is called All Madea. A-L-A-M-E-D-A. What you think? Amadea. I don't know. All Meta. All Meta. It could be All Meta. It could be All Llama. The All Llama. <laughs> the All Meta County Sheriff's Office in California said this past Sunday that it has opened a hate crime investigation into the Saturday afternoon disruption at San Lorenzo Library about 25 miles southeast of San Francisco. The office said in a statement that five men whom witnessed described as members of the Proud Boys disrupted an edition of Drag Queen Story Hour, an LGBT education franchise for children and families that started in San Francisco in 2015. The office added that the men wore clothes and logos that were consistent with the Proud Boys, a white nationalist group linked to the January 6th violent siege at the U.S. Capitol. Which is funny because even though they're saying this is a white nationalist group, the leader is a dark-skinned Cuban. I just want people to know that. Yeah. I just want people to know that. Yeah. It's Ran. I mean, I'm not saying it's Ran. We know who it's Ran Ran by, but I'm just saying who leads the charge is a dark-skinned Cuban male. They really make y'all believe that y'all white. Y'all gotta wake up. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> the men shouted homophobic and transphobic slurs at the event organizer. This is according to a statement read by Sheriff Lieutenant Ray Kelly from the All Madea or All Llama, All Meta, 
You know what I'm saying. A-L-A-M-E-D-A. County Sheriff's Office. I had a bad week this week, okay? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. All right. The men were described as extremely aggressive with a threatening, violent demeanor causing people for fear of their safety. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit the Proud Boys were aggy mad at the drag queens because RuPaul and company didn't want to read them a bedtime story? That's the BS. I was kind of thinking the same thing. So. You, you know, it's funny because I never heard of drag queen story hours. So this is uh, drag queens, yes. cross-dressers, transsexuals, reading children stories. Right. Now, here's my thing on this. Now, if I know women in the hood that's paying convicts to dress up like Spider-Man and homie the clown... There's definitely some guys out there reading, reading stories. And there should be nothing wrong with that. No problem. No problem with that. They need money too. We definitely know the transsexual community need to get their dollars up. You know what I'm saying? Their dollars is up, man. I don't know about... They got some dollars. Hey, man. Ask the white men in the hotels. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Okay, Smarts. Let's go to the next one. According to Insider.com, a man from Kansas City has shot a barber after allegedly being unhappy with his haircut. Court documents show that Vernie Dickens, a 33-year-old in Kansas City, was charged with first-degree assault, unlawful weapon use, and two counts of armed criminal action in a relation to a shooting outside Drax Barbershop on June 2nd. Drax is pronounced, well, I don't know if it's how it's pronounced, it's spelled D-R-A with, a, with an accent on top of the A, Q-U-E. What, what you think that is? Drake? Drock? Drake? <laughs> Drake. We're going to say Drake's Barbershop on June 2nd. Here we go. So, Mr. Dickens is currently in custody at the Jackson County Jail on a bond of $75,000. The Kansas City Star writes that police were called to the scene on June 2nd where they found Mr. Dickens being sat on by a man so he could not flee the scene. The local paper reports that witnesses overheard Dickens get angry about a haircut the day prior to the shooting and have returned to the barbershop on June 2nd to let that off. <laughs> when he arrived at the shop to complain, the barber who cut his hair was absent and he spoke to the store's owner, Drake Murph. Drake Earth. I don't know. So the last name is M-U-R-F-F. And I'm going to think the M is silent. Or it could be Murph. Murph. It could be Drake Murph or Drake Murph. Maybe he's a drag queen storyteller. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going there. So Mr. Murph told him to take a seat, to which Mr. Dickens responded aggressively and began yelling, then fired two shots at, at Murph. Witness reported that there were several children in the barbershop at oh, this time. Oh. This is crazy, right? Yeah. So Murph is now recovering after one bullet passed inches from his spine and has started a fundraiser to bring awareness to mental health issues, addiction, and gun violence. The proceeds are being donated to a nonprofit organization for underprivileged children. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that you will get pushed back if you push back my hairline? No bullshit. Look, that is some BS. <laughs> and with, with a name like Bernie Dickens, who, <laughs> they, his mother or his father doomed him to jail. <laughs> From the moment he was born. Because it's like, yo, who's that? Bernie Dickens. It sound like somebody, you know what I mean? Sound, that's like a prison name. I don't know why. Wow. And finally. <laughs> and finally, according to ESPN.com, Justine Lindsay has come out as the first transgender cheerleader in the NFL. She revealed the historic news via an Instagram post 
where she announced she is now a Carolina Panther Top Cat cheerleader. Cats out the bag, you are looking at the newest member of the Carolina Panthers Top Cats cheerleader team. And I am the first transgender female to do it. This is what she said in a photo of herself on the football field via Instagram. This is big, she said. I think more people need to see this. It's not because I want recognition. It's just to shed light on what's going on in the world. Of course, Miss Lindsay received hateful messages and made sure to address those who believe she is bringing the organization down. She replied saying, the Carolina Panthers organization is an excellent one. One that supports all people, white, black, yellow, trans, straight, etc. At the end of the day, myself and 29 other members of the Top Cast Cheerleading Squad made the squad fair and square. So what if I am trans? So what if I'm paving the way for those under me who are scared and afraid to take that step because it is not easy to do it when you have ignorant people making comments that didn't go through the process like the rest of us. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Let's go. Happy Pride. Smarts, are you ready, Smarts? I'm ready. Happy Pride. Smarts, are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Is it the bullshit that if Deshaun Watson would have gave this transgender woman an NDA for his massage fetish instead of a woman, maybe these inappropriate sexual allegations would conclude with an happier ending? Do we got to answer that? I got a joke. You ready for it? Yeah. Yo, what's Deshaun Watson's favorite movie? I don't know. The Hand That Rocked Cleveland. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. F*** you. Bye-bye. Everybody on their mark and everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird 40 on it. Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign the Late Night Flight to get this work from minorities. The late night flight, oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeartRadio, YouTube, and the late night QR scan. Download Audible, download Amazon just to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul fan. Hey, I started out not ahead of you. Now look at me, young pilot with a better view. Making sure you can hear all 93 episodes wherever, wherever, where ever podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Hey, yo, kids, it's time to keep them lights on. Let's make this happen. Say no to bland and tasteless foods and yes to heat and flavor in a bottle. Naja Grill Spice Mix is your new spice hub for all food creations. These Nigerian-inspired spices give that mouth hot, extra hot, and zesty kick that hit different. 
Hey, yo, and you know what? You're talking about one of my favorite spices. I use it on everything from spaghetti to salmon. I have all three flavors, mild, hot, and extra zesty. And guess what? Even when I'm out, I sneak it in and put it on my fries and on my popcorn. Hey, yo, I'm glad you said that. For all you snackhead movie watchers out there, go order that Nacho Grill Spice Popcorn so when the next time you see the first person killed in that horror movie, you got that spice to munch on. Go ahead, search Nacho Grill Spice on Etsy.com. Use the promo code FLIGHT20 to get 20% off right now. That's right, Spice that life with Nacho Grill. You don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. All right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do want to point out, if it has happened, it's not a crime. Okay? Unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you some type of sexual activity, it's not a crime. And so at the end of the day, uh, that's another thing that would affect conduct. Doing something or saying something or being a way that makes you uncomfortable is not a crime. And so we've had two grand juries find that and nobody seems to want to listen. Dante, look, let me just get the Deshaun Watson joke out the way. All right, let me just get it out the way real fast. And then we'll all be good. We'll be clear selling from here, clear skies in front of this next episode right here of the Late Night Flight where we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson and how many games he should be suspended. Now, check me out. Check me out. Deshaun Watson makes over $300 million now, guaranteed with the Cleveland Browns, right? That's correct. I was just thinking, why not just buy your own massage envy in your mansion. I'm just saying. Now, now hold on. I got I got to change it. I got to change it this uh-huh. fast. Now see because that's a franchise and it has its own terms and conditions. You could just have your own massage parlor. I mean, yeah, but that just that just makes too much sense for me. But hey, what do I know? I don't know. Watson's rubbing tug. I don't know what wow. you want to call it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just that's that's a little too since working jerk wow. something. There you go. That, you know what? That's much. I can't even hold you. That's much better. <laughs> I like that one. All right. Nah, but <laughs> no, but hear me out. Massages. What a taboo muscle relaxer this is. I mean, it's very taboo because unlike a Percocet, the side effects are usually something natural, an erection. Okay, so Uh now this is a high powered athlete that is receiving NDA closures from his own team. This is reported, by the way, his own team. The Houston Texans are serving NDA papers to massage therapists that they are sending to Deshaun Watson's way. And now they want to come out, not now, now, but during the time he was playing as a Houston Texan, they come out. They said he did some uh, inappropriate sexual misconduct. Hard to prove that within the time frame of everything. And then on top of it, it's like, well, I, I don't know. You know what? I don't want to get too much in the minutiae of that because I don't want women to think of me of what I think of that. It's, it's more of like, yo, listen, it's not that he's not guilty because he's innocent. No, it's more of did he really disrespect any woman, honestly, because right. he may have wanted a hand job? Look, this is what he said on March 25th. This is what he said on March 25th, Dante. Check me out. This is on his introductory news conference when he was uh, you know, being introduced to Cleveland because Cleveland rocks, apparently. I don't know. LeBron thinks that. I don't know about what I think about Cleveland. But anyway. Oh, no. 
Watson said he has no regrets. Like I said, I never assaulted anyone. I never harassed anyone. I never disrespected anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. And here's where I agree with that statement wholeheartedly because it's a viral sensation. Look at where we're at right now with the Me Too movement. And look, I'm not even going to talk about death and all that good stuff. I'm not going to talk about, you know, the lies and all that good stuff. No, I'm just saying that when these type of allegations hit the fan and they go viral, it's going to ostracize one person, usually the male. That's correct. Now, he has to wear that for whatever reason. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying you got to be indifferent to it because the Me Too movement has singled people out for a very long time now. Well, damn near about a Uh decade. Yep, just about. So, with that being said, he already won a trial, in my opinion, just because two more names want to put a, a civil lawsuit against you. You have to go into the Cleveland Brown office and let them know, like, yo, we got to stand firm because I already won the first trial. It's like, this ain't going to be one of them OJ cases where they're going to lock me up the second time for the same thing. I mean, there is no, neg- realistically, a hand job is not illegal. That's correct. It's just a not- place in purgatory. But, but anyway, Dante, my man, how many uh-huh. games you think... Deshaun Watson should be suspended. And you can just go through all the things that I just said. And then I'll, you know, I'll just go after you. You know how we do. Wait. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I'm just going to be real quick and short to the point. You okay. know, I don't think he should be suspended any games. If I'm being honest, I, I, I feel like everything has run its course. Now, that, now, if something else that is damning turns up and implicates him of actually being guilty of these things that he's being accused for, then you you make those those moves that that needs to be made. But at this point, I think through a a court of law and, and for what he does for a living, nah, I want to suspend him any games. It's amazing. I wonder who is leaking this information. I wonder if it's Houston, Texas. Like, uh-huh. yo, screw all this, yo. We are going to act up, yo. How dare y'all? How dare y'all? We just sat him out for a whole year and a half. Tom served and everything. But here's the problem with that. He turned out to be not guilty. And if that whole source about uh, the Houston, Texas, giving out NDA clauses, I mean, NDA closures, rather, to the massage therapist going to Deshaun Watson's house, to me, that looked like, yo, you wasn't wasn't being loyal to Deshaun Watson. It's kind of like you threw him under the rug. Like, oh, no, no, no. He did do that. Look, he 40, look, 47 of these women. Like, is that's that's rude. That's, that's exactly what it looks like on, on the back end, because I I wouldn't even have to speculate. I believe it is someone within the Houston Texan organization that's kind of leaking these things out. Cause now you look like the bitter ex. Yeah. It's like, okay, we 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 did this for you and also for the best interest of our reputation and our image, but now the verdict has come out. And now you have the audacity to go somewhere else and sign somewhere else. Oh, nah. No, we did all this for nothing uh, from their perspective. Yeah, I, I think it's them. Or I someone mean, connected to them. Listen, you should have said 320-something million dollars. Guaranteed. Pretty Guaranteed. sure he would have stayed. Guaranteed. Like, I mean, yeah. every single dollar. This, this is baseball, basketball money. Like, this is crazy. He may not yeah. even play the first year of that contract or the second year, the way they trying to make this go viral. Right. But all that being said, damn, Dante, we really are cousins, man, because he should not be suspended 
any type of game. Not one game. This is going to sound ugly. It's almost like he, it's almost as if the same way Ray Rice probably shouldn't have got suspended any games either. Now, nope. I understand that video is validity 100%. And uh-huh. when you see something, any type of judgment, any type of lawness you had in your mind, that video can definitely screw that right on up. Like, hey, yo, oh, Ray, right. Ray, Ray, Ray. Yep. Even though Ray came to the office and said, listen, I ain't gonna lie to you. I punched her. Like, with all my might. I did that, but, uh-huh. you know, listen, I'm, I'm letting you know, like, this is what you're gonna see, but I'm just telling you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, training is like four weeks away and I gotta be there, you know what I'm saying? And, and Goodell and all them was like, okay, yeah, no problem. And everybody saw it. It was like, hey, Ray, Ray. Sit, right. Hey, you gonna have to sit there. Hey, you, what? Sit home. Home. No, we'll pay the mortgage for the first two months. We'll figure this out. But right now, no, 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 sir. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So yeah, with all that being said, you know, I, I hate to be rude about on that case. Cause again, I'm not pro Ray Rice. I'm just pro business. You know, so I'm pro player when it comes to the business. I understand that every family has their own issues. And realistically, it's the family that has to iron that out. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to be the owner of an organization, you have these players and you want to be uh, for the player's best interest. Yo, you hire therapists, you hire doctors, you you make sure that these players are right all the time, all day. But of course, you know, you ain't doing that because you're saying, hey, I made you a millionaire. You do it yourself. So, hey, right. they want to do it themselves. And here you go. Here's a man. Oh, my God, yo, my pecs, my biceps, my legs. You know what I'm saying? How can I even talk about Hoochie Daddy season on Instagram? You know what I'm saying? My body don't feel right. My ligaments don't feel right. Houston, send me the massage therapist. A, we don't have a relationship. We used to be friends. Uh, but Scientology doctrine won't allow Tom or any Scientologist to talk to me. They feel that they're forbidden to talk to anybody as well, even his own um, daughter. Dante, you know Lee Remy Weave, right? You you heard of her. Wait, wait, who? Lee Remy Weave. She she's a she co-starred in a sitcom with Kevin James called Kings of Queens. It was she, on CBS. Everyone everyone oh, watched this back in the nah, day. Nah, nah, it's it's Lee Remini. Yeah, like I said, Lee Remy Weave. So wow. look, oh, okay. You know that uh Ms. Remini. She not only was in the Kings of Queens, she also has a new uh, sitcom. I don't know if you heard about this. She is the queen of sabbatical. All right. So she, I don't know if you know about this, but she is a big time, well, used to be big time follower of Scientology. I didn't know that. Now, for those who don't know about Scientology, I'm just going to say this. If you heard of Christianity, if you heard of Islam, if you heard of Hindu, okay. Scientology has its own remix. Like, they, yo, I got to give them this. They, their remix of Jesus and Muhammad is, I got to say, it is hilarious, yo. It's, yo, you got to, yo, listen. Find a Scientology Bible for yourself. Just read a couple of pages and you'll be like, yo, it would make you think twice about religion. Maybe not spirituality, but definitely religion as far as just from a business perspective of it. That's all I'm going to say. Would you, would you agree I, with that, though? I don't want to get you in trouble. Okay. And if this needs to be bleeped out, it would be bleeped oh, out. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say it. No, no. What do you about? No, no, no. No, no but I, I, I just, it's, if I have to give a description, okay. it would be like Christianity, mm-hmm. Islam on a perk 30. That's all. Okay, fine. 
Fine. I don't think people know what a perk 30 is. Fine. I'll let that, I'll let that ride. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so look, she has a she has a tweet up. She's shouting out her friend Claire Headley. Claire Headley is a former Scientology follower. So she doesn't, she's saying that she used to be part of a cult. She's a cult survivor. This is the terms. Okay. So I want to read this tweet. This is not an absurd, absolute, unaware bit, but I just want to go over this tweet with you. Check me out. This is what Claire Headley said. Glad all you Top Gun fans are enjoying the new movie. Huh? What? What that got to do with anything? Personally, recent posts about this new movie only serve to remind me of Tom Cruise. Oh, I know who Tom Cruise is when it comes to Scientology and his crimes against humanity. What? Extreme. It sounds extreme. You may think. I do think. Destroying families is a crime against humanity. That's my opinion. Ask yourself, when is the last time Tom Cruise talked to his only biological daughter, Suri? Well, I went and asked myself that. I don't even know. I didn't even know Tom had a kid. You knew Tom Cruise had a child? I, I did with uh, the actress that was on Dawson's Creek all them years ago. Katie Holmes? Yep, Katie Holmes. Oh, how about that? Well, still, that's none of my business, all right? right. Uh, remember, Katie Holmes and her extreme efforts to break free of his and Scientology's control. They're asking, do you remember that? Tom Cruise promotes a dangerous cult that destroyed my family, too. The same cult that almost cost me my marriage and my life. The same cult that forced me to have two abortions, which I fled from in 2005 with my clothes on my back and $200 in my pocket, to which they tracked me down across state lines to attempt to prevent my escape. Thank God they failed. So no, I will not watch this movie, talking about the new Top Gun, nor will I ever support or approve of this scam of a man. So with all that being said, here's the thing. We're trying to figure out, is it okay? Does it make sense to be the person that's going to whistle blow on the church? Is it going to make life better that you're going to whistle blow on a religion? Because here's the thing, whether Tom Cruise is the follower of Scientology and he is the ambassador of Scientology, most of us know Tom Cruise because we like Top Gun. We like Born on the Fourth of July. I don't know about him and his religious endeavors. And to be honest with you, I could care less personally. Now you tell me that, oh man, Scientology has this thing about um, having abortions. If, you know, if, if you got enough kids on some China, shit, you know what I'm saying? This is wild or, um, you know, whatever that they got going on. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I mean, I'm not saying Christian church has similarities or Muslim church, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that, the mosque or the temple. My thing is this, I'm pretty sure all religions have their backdoor porn hub things that probably should not be out there. And yeah, you want to track that down and make sure that gets solved? Yes, go ahead and go do that. But to, to try to call Tom Cruise out as a play to destroy a religion, I mean, you can... Listen, if that's your, that's your crusade, you want to do that, go ahead. But I don't think it's going to stop people from graduating college. Like religion is not going to stop you from graduating college, from elevating in life. You can have the decision of going to church and worshiping or staying at home and worshiping, however you want to do it. So just let me know, like, do you think it makes sense to exploit religion in a way to destroy it? You know, honestly, no. No, it's... it's I don't want to be disrespectful and say it's a waste of time, but honestly, it's a waste of time because you're dealing with entities that are globally known and has a global influence. 
And Tom Cruise, okay, I get it, but I don't think as far as Scientology goes, I, I don't know if Tom Cruise is, is the avatar or whatever the case may be. But when, when you are setting out to have your campaign to expose or bring down anything, you know, just kind of opening up, it, it can be a, a corporation, it can be, you know, a school, whatever the case may be. If that entity has a large enough influence, honestly, not much is going to come from it. It's almost as if like, you know, uh, a small ripple you throw on a rock in an ocean. You're going to get some ripples. You may cause up some, some, some noise and some, and whatever your campaign may be, free people, educate people, expose this, these, this entity. In this case, you know, the, the church, but overall, no, it's, it's not going to, affect anything uh, on a larger scale to where they'll be negative, uh, negatively affected and you may get your, again, no disrespect, you may get your 15 minutes of fame, you may get a few articles, maybe a YouTube video here and there, but ultimately as Catholicism still goes and remains strong to this day, you know, nothing else is really going to happen. I find it hilarious that now in a black American church, we deal with pastors or evangelists that let's say they curse in the church. We're like, Ooh, what the, or they had infidelity. Oh my God. What? Ooh, ooh. We even seen it in white America where Catholic priests are now look, you can have sex with men if you want. That's none of my business. You are free to do that. That's cool. Whatever. When you do it with someone that is 14 years younger and they happen to be 14, that's when it's an issue. Uh huh. Okay, but it didn't stop anyone from praising God. Exactly. And again, don't matter how big, how large the celebrity is or how big or large the normal everyday public worker like me and you are. Here's the thing, bro. I want to work in a place. I want to live in a place where whoever, whatever religion I choose to be a part of, that's my business. Right. And as long as I'm treating everybody as godly as I'm supposed to because of my religion, yeah, I don't want to be questioned about how I feel about my God. I ain't got no time for all that. What the f***? This, that pilot f right here. This is what's concerning to me. I watched Steph Curry, although he shot 0 for 9 for 3. It was a couple of times when he actually played bully ball. Getting downhill. And then on top of that, this is the second game in a row that Andrew Wiggins has outplayed Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. The second game, back-to-back -back games. Like, I don't want to get caught up in the numbers. I want to get caught up in the impact. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins. No knock on him, but he ain't KD. Yeah. He look like him tonight, though. Dante, let me see if I could do game one to game four summary off the top of my mind. Game one to game four of the NBA Finals. We're talking about the Celtics versus the Warriors. That's nice. going to lead us to recap game five of the NBA Finals. So here's what I saw. Here's what I saw. Game one, Celtics pulled off the upset 120-108. We know that. Game two, yep. the Warriors said, not so fast. We're actually the better team, 107-88. to Game three, Celtics win in Boston, 100 to 116. But this is the game where I think, Dante, this is the game where I think they figured out how to defeat the Warriors. Okay. This is where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown was like, nah, we're going to find a way to clamp down on Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. 
Y'all do whatever y'all want with Clay, but these two ain't scoring no time soon, and we're bigger than them as far as our length. So it's going to be hard for them to just throw up those threes and just hit those threes like they do each day, all day, every day, right? That's what exactly. they want to do. Yep. So they figured out a way. Game four, Steph Curry had a Michael Jordan, LeBron moment. I don't know. He just had a good night's sleep, woke up. The images of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Julius Irvin, it just came down to the heavens and said, yo, young man, you want to you wanna be up here with us? You, you want to be in that pantheon? I do. I do, Kareem. Oh, yeah. Well, then, then today, better had that game. And he had that game. Yes, he did. A 40-plus banger. Steph Curry was not playing with him. They could not defend him. I don't understand why. Yo, Golden State Warriors, they set more picks than tight ends in the NFL. Do they not, though? <laughs> Do they not, though? Their, their entire offense is summed up in one word. Scream. All day. They not yeah. playing. <laughs> so it, here we are, game five. I want the Celtics to win. I'm thinking the Celtics are going to win in seven. It's a 72% chance whoever wins game five, you win the finals. So right. you've seen the game, all right? The Golden State Warriors won. I wouldn't say convincingly. The Celtics was holding it down for a little while uh, due to some turnovers and some bad offensive play by Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Klay Thompson... Draymond Green, like the whole game, except for Steph Curry, got in the bag. Actually, we got to see the emergence of Andrew Wiggins. We got to see That's why right. he was a number one draft pick. Um, well, you know, the number one draft pick when he played in Kansas. Dante, right. give me give me your thoughts on the game. What did you see? Uh, if you want to talk about the emergence of this new two-way player that uh, we thought was Kawhi Leonard, but now was Andrew Wiggins. Go ahead, do what you want to do. Talk to me. Well, you, you know, I, I think you summed it up perfectly when it comes to the, the, the chess match between mm -hmm. Boston and Golden State. Yeah. Boston figures something out. And it's exactly what you said. If we can clamp down on the most dangerous creators, that's Steph and Jordan Poole. Uh, for, for those who may think, oh, Steph and Clay, nah. Clay is a spot up shooter. If you get him off the dribble, he can't do too much. That's right. So they clamp down on Steph and Jordan Poole, and then everything kind of crumbled. And they went into that. Now, of course, the basketball guys came and kissed Steph on the forehead for game four. <laughs> and what happened? What happened? But they stuck to that game plan in game five. They, they trapped. They, they hedged. They did everything when it came to Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. Steph Curry, they hit not one three yep. because they were suffocating him. So somebody else had to. So thankfully... Uh, Andrew Wiggins was able to have the type of game that he had. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, as great as he was and as, as I will always regard Andrew Wiggins as just as far as skill-wise, skill and talent, one of the most talented players in the NBA. Now, there's some mentality issues that just cause him to kind of, I don't know if he's not confident or whatever the case may be, he just kind of get lost in the sauce and that's always been his problem. But, even still, I will have to give the, the credit to their game plan as far as Boston's game plan kind of backfiring on them to where they were so committed to clamping down on Steph and Jordan Poole that it allowed Andrew Wiggins to have the type of game that he had. You know what? Everything you said was 100 million percent correct. And I know it's just an opinion. And I think it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I don't even want to talk about the Warriors no more. I want to talk about the regression in one game that Jason Tatum and Jalen oh, Brown had. Because this was the moment. This was the moment for this tandem. 
to yeah. say, hey, you know what? Move over LeBron and Wade. Give us a little bit of cushion over here. Move over uh, yeah. Paul George and Kawhi. We over here. We know y'all ain't even doing nothing in the playoffs for real, but just move over. We uh-huh. here now. And they're not there now. This game right here would have it would have had me talking about that the next day automatically. Um, yeah. The fact that they, yo, now, of course, overall, I think they had 18 or 19 turnovers the whole game. But between them, in my opinion, I think they definitely had 12 of those. No problem. Um, they could not drive on Jordan Poole or Steph or Clay. I don't know what was going on. Then when Wiggins locked up on Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, it was like, yo, what you going to do, bro? What you going to do? Right. Um. They need to take a, a page out of the Golden State Warriors book as far as their screens. Stop having Marcus Smart. Like, I get it when you, because Marcus Smart can hit you with a three here and there. But again, none of them are consistent three-point shooters. The best thing they right. can do is keep driving through a dribble drive. You got to do the old school Kentucky motion play. Just until you find a mismatch, dribble drive to the hole, catch the foul, hit them foul shots. That's another big thing too, Jason Taylor. You ain't hit those foul shots, dog. I saw you. I saw you play. You missed four of them. It was at the moment where let me see if that killer mentality is there because you took, you took Golden State's uh, best punch down 16. You come back. Now you're up 11 into the fourth quarter. Now all you need to do is it's just that killer mentality. It's time to put him away. And then it was turnover, turnover, ill-advised shots, missing free throws. Like you literally choked the game away. Yes. Because this was your game to win. Yes, absolutely. The mid-range game that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown was trying to play wasn't working. And in my opinion, they're just not those type of players right now. No. If you're not going to mature yourself, I don't mean to say mature yourself, but if you're not going to just play with a certain cool where you just, you know, you can, you can actually kind of crab walk your way to a 15-footer, hit the jump shot, keep it moving. But if you over here trying to play street ball with them to get to the exactly. 15-foot mid, mid-range shot, you ain't winning like that. You might as well just take them straight to the hole. They're going to foul you. Y'all, you know, y'all got length on y'all. They're going to foul you, bro. Go yep. to the foul line, get that free money. Candidate for California Governor Caitlyn Jenner has yet to outline any major policy proposals, but her stance on transgender athletes has critics noting a complete flip on a significant issue in California and many other states. Question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair. Dante, good looking for bringing me on your show. The Talk My Credo podcast on YouTube. You gotta check it out. It's a visual masterpiece. Check me out. Yo, when we was on your show last Thursday, we did a lot about Pride Month. Is it Pride Week or is it Pride Month? Uh, It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. And like any great month, whether it's Black History Month, White American Month, Hispanic History Month, Women's History Month, Cancer Awareness Month, it is a time to bring conversation to play. It's time to engage in conversation to have a better understanding of our Black Americans, our gay Black Americans, our gay white Americans, our Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans. You know what I'm talking about. Am I right Right. or am I right about this, Dante? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to bring that spirit over here to the late night flight. So we're going to talk about transleads, all right? Transsexual athletes. We're going to figure out how can America incorporate gay America's niche community into the billion-dollar industry known as sports? We've been doing this for a little while now. I'm not even going to talk about nothing modern. 
Well, right. this is modern, but I'm talking about not recent. This is 2014. Fallen Fox. She is a transgender woman, a man who has converted to a woman. And she has, I guess, according to, I guess, I'm sorry, according to Nevada's MMA licensing regulations, she has took the proper dosage of hormones necessary to be considered a woman. Now, I don't know if she did the snip snip on the twick twick. You know what I'm talking about, but that's none of my uh-huh. business. All right. She <laughs> right. is known as a woman and she beat the brakes off of a woman named. Wait, let me get this woman name, yo, because she beat the brakes off of. This is back in 2014. Tamika Brents. All right. This was at a Capital City Cage Wars event. This is back in 2014. Beat the brakes uh-huh. off her, right? Now, Ronda Rousey, I got to give you the quote of what Ronda Rousey said because she said shit with her ass. This is what she said to the New York Post long time ago. I can knock out anyone in the world. I feel like if you go through puberty as a man, it's not something you can reverse. There's no undo button on that. Think about that. That's a woman. Not a man. That's a woman. An MMA goat telling you that, hey, through puberty, you were this. So I'm not fighting you just off the strength of this scientific fact right here. Right. And this is where I want to start and begin at because you go through certain things hormonally as men and women that the other gender does not go through. Correct. And then when you pass that stage, you make a decision. I'm pretty sure some people make it. Well, in 2022, kids are making transgender decisions at two now in these days. It's like, yo, I'm ready. Right. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but anyway. They, after puberty, usually, maybe like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, 17, they want to make this transition of being a man or being a woman. Hell, to be honest with you, let's say in the gay and lesbian world, from what we've witnessed from gay and lesbian people, it seemed like they come out, even though we may have seen it a long time coming, they come out like when they're 18, 19, like, look, man, you know what's up. Right. You know what I mean? Let the party begin now. Like, okay, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? And right. some people not cool with that. But, you know, most of us is like, yo, that's, it's all good. We know what's up. Yeah. Now, he, he, here's the thing. In sports, we just saw Leah Thomas, the swimmer that uh, I think she was uh, part of uh, Pennsylvania, the College of Pennsylvania, UPenn, I believe. Yep. I don't remember. But she won and women didn't like that. And hell, even um, damn Bruce Jenner didn't like that. Caitlyn Jenner, she didn't like that. She was saying, listen, we got to find some place for transgenders to have a safe place to play in sports. I'm going to be honest. Let me know if you agree with me, Dante. Yo, listen, you can be transgender. If your name is now Michelle Robinson, you're Michelle Robinson. I'm not here to knock on that. But I'm sorry. In the words of the MMA GOAT, Ronda Rousey, if you went through puberty as a man, all I'm saying is you can be a woman, but... You're going to have to play in the NBA, not the WNBA. I'm sorry. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and I I agree. I don't mind. I don't mind saying. I don't mind saying. Hey, yo, that power forward Michelle Robinson just wowed on Jason Tatum. I don't have no issue with that. Right. None whatsoever. But you know, just just as Ronda Rousey has said, you know, once once certain things has happened to you, to your anatomy, biologically, it's just there's just a difference. That's all. There's a, and I, you know, there's just such a fine line as far as, you know, I, I, I'm not the one to say you can't play sports, but I do feel like there has to be a, a capacity in which you are allowed to play those sports. So, 
especially when it comes to like the, the MMA thing, because like she, she fractured the woman's skull. Like that's, that's, that's crazy. Like that's crazy. So like now th- there are some instances where it has worked, you know, just to kind of play the other side of the coin. Like if you are a, a wrestling fan, you know, there's a, uh, a transgender woman goes by the name of Nyla Rose, if I'm not mistaken. You know, she's uh, a man who transitioned to a woman. She wrestles on AEW. She's been a champion. People show her a lot of love. She's pretty good, you know? Um, but still, that's that's a, a certain capacity because we know wrestling is scripted, so it's not necessarily real. They're not really punching each other and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think there just has to be some sort of, I don't want to say rule, but just for lack of a better term, a capacity where, no, if you want to continue to run, swim, fight, whatever the case may be, absolutely. But there just has to be a particular capacity in which you are still allowed to do those things. You know, it's funny that you said Nala Rose from AEW because I promise you, if Nala Rose wanted to look like Nala Rose, like the woman version of Nala Rose, and wanted to Uh fight men, I'm okay with that 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because look, now here's where it's going to get tricky. And I'm about to say some, so could we, now we get into the world of wrestling. You know, this is my, this is my uh, wheelhouse. Yep. Have you heard of Sonny Kiss? I have. Yep. Okay. Sonny Kiss yep. is from Jersey, by the way. Mm-hmm. So Sonny Kiss, who comes off as a mega, mega flamboyant, uh, Let's just be honest, a male bottom wrestler. I'm not being yeah. this is no joke. Yeah. This is this is exactly yeah. what it is. He proud as proud can be. As proud as proud yeah. can be. Now, yeah. here's where me as a wrestling fan has an issue with his presentation. It's like, yo, let's say you are a feminine bottom male. Yo, I'm pretty sure there's some feminine bottom males that can actually whip your mother ass. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Sonny Kiss doesn't portray that. He portrays a cheerleader. So yeah. for me, it's like, oh, this guy should be a cheerleader. No disrespect. I'm not even trying to be rude. I'm just yeah. saying yeah. he should be a cheerleader. But but for wrestling, I like the fact that they want him to be a male wrestler, but he has to showcase that. You know what I mean? He has, like, no disrespect. Yeah. The character of Sonny Kiss has to showcase that because right. that's probably why he may be on his way out the door when his contract expires. They're not, uh, they're not renewing that contract. So yeah, is is this is tricky to me because... They want to get in where they could fit in for their money, their success, and that makes all the sense in the world. What I dislike that the NCAA or the NBA, the WNBA, MMA, they are really like, look, 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 listen, listen. I hate to be the 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 scientist about this, but I think the the overtaking of these hormones and estrogen, whether you're a man or a woman, I think is very dangerous. I just, I just personally. Yeah. Think that, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, you're, you want me to say that you're a woman based on how many doses of medicine that you're willing to take. Right. That doesn't even sound right to me. I guess nope. somebody going to hit me with the, well, you take medicine, you take enough medicine to feel good, don't you? Yeah, but I'm not saying that I'm willing to give up a pronoun over it either. Like, I'm just trying to feel well rested. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo... Right. You taking this to say I'm a whole nother gender. Okay, but realize that your anatomy and what you're willing to keep or what you're not willing to keep would suggest that you may have to play in the sport that you were born in. No disrespect. 
Poll after poll shows Americans believe the country is heading in the wrong direction, with many placing the blame squarely on President Biden. But there are signs even some elected Democrats are wavering in their support for the president. Listen to Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. CNN's Dana Bash asked her today if she would endorse Biden in 2024. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but um, but I think if, if the president has a vision, and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the, when the time comes. Hey, yo, Dante. Yes, sir. Hey, yo, do you watch, or a matter of fact, have you ever watched House of Cars on Netflix? I started watching it, and then I just never got back into it, so I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to have to assume that you're not a fan of the crime thriller they know as House of Cars. Well, I, I can't, I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan. It's just, I have ADHD when it comes to these shows. So I, I'll start something and then something else catches my eye. And then I just, you know, I have a, a super long list of continue watching on my Netflix. You one of those. I, I'm like that yeah. too, though. Give me like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes of something and I'll come back to it maybe in two or three days. That's how I got to consume my broadcasting now in these days. So I, I feel you yep. on that. Yep. Another that, reason that, why- Another reason why we're cousins, America. This is how this is how we do. So, yep. so the reason why I'm asking you about House of Cards because I want to do some political crime thriller with you. All right, all I right. want us to figure out a way for the Democrats to defeat the Republicans in 2024. Because as of right now, in my opinion, in my opinion, if Trump said I'm running again, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. Don't, please, don't, please, black people, don't don't smack me around. This is just an opinion. Right. People on MSNBC have opinions. Fox News, they have opinions. Don't be mad at me Uh because I'm just some local dude from New Jersey with opinions. Okay, Uh Trump will win. Okay, like this. Listen, Trump will win. Like, I agree. And, And I don't even blame President Joe Biden. It's not all the way his fault. It's just the element of being late 80s, early 90s, or like Cat Williams would say, he's 92. And what's the next number he is, Dante? <laughs> he's 93. Hey, yo, man, he, I think he's 96. How old do you well, say he is, Dante? I, I don't know. I think he just had a birthday. He turned 98. Yo, psh, happy birthday on your 102nd birthday, President Joe Biden, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's that type of old. Oh, no disrespect. The man lived a great life. I'm just saying that. Trump out here looking, you know, no disrespect, Gordo, but vibrant. Like, he's ready. Like, yo, I got uh-huh. this seat. Like, yeah. And here's the thing. If it wasn't for Trump, it wouldn't be 80 million Democratic voters out here voting for a president. Now, here's what we're trying to do. AOC, we know this sister, the Congresswoman Alexandria Cortez herself, she has said, two Sundays ago, that she is refusing to endorse Joe Biden for another run at the White House. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic music. All right. So here we are. Here we are. It's about to be 2024 in two years. In my opinion, you have three women. They're all radical. I'd I, I be funny with that word radical. I mean radical in a good way when it comes to these three women I'm talking about. I mean radical because they're bold. They're audacious. Uh-huh. So AOC. Representative Iman Omar from Minnesota and Kamala. Now, y'all like really Kamala? Now, Kamala's a little radical, you know, but she 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 just plays the game more than the other two. The other two are right. young radicals. She's like, look, I, I've been here for 15 years. I better <laughs> watch yourself. All right, watch yourself. The things I had to do for Pelosi to get my position. Shut up. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Stay in your lane. Stay, Stay in, in your, your lane. lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> 
So I'm I'm thinking in my mind, like, because no disrespect to the three of these ladies, I don't know if they stand a chance against Trump. Not because of who they are, is they don't have the cachet. They're not really on that national, national level. They're just on a national level because they're women and they're in politics. And women in politics right now is a big thing. That's dope. Nothing wrong with that. But Trump is a whole nother thing. That's right. Like, a whole different animal. That's a whole different animal. You know what I'm saying? That man's undisputed at this point. You know what I'm saying? So here's my thing. Like, what do you think though? Like, what should the Democrats do? Because I'm going to tell you what I think they should do. What do you think they should do? Who should be the person that can take over Trump, that can take over the right wing of people in America? I hate to use these terms, but I want to just be as political sounded as I can just to be funny for the segment. But this is what it is. How can you convert the 70 million people that voted for Trump that is going to vote for Trump? They're not stand, like they're not they're not changing their way. They're not favoring. Nope. All right. Nope. Um, I want people to know this too, real quick. I got this article where they gave the um, what do you call that? The viewership, if you will, the ratings. Well, not ratings, but the viewership of people watching certain things. This is like during the January 6th Senate, uh, the January 6th hearing. The hearing right, about yeah. January 6th, I meant to say. My apologies, everybody, for uh, getting y'all confused with that. So here's the thing. Fox never, Fox News, not saying Fox, I'm about to say Fox 5 in New York. Fox News didn't air it. Have you heard about this? Fox heard, News yep. didn't air it. MSNBC did. Now, people were saying, oh, Fox News, this is, this is mighty bull. They like, listen, everybody else is, is listen, if you want to see that, you can go to so many other news medias to go check that out, right? Now, here's the thing. They did get the largest number of the night. I think they got like over like 4 million views, MSNBC, 4 million views, you know, having the coverage of the January 6th hearing. Uh-huh. Check this out. Guess how many viewership, guess how many views Fox News got during that same time? And they, they was playing whatever else that they was doing. I would say just as much, if not more. 3 million on the dot. See? Yeah. So about right. yo, this is why if, if I was a Democrat, I would be very scared of Republicans because y'all can call them radical. Y'all can call them wacky. Y'all can call them racist. Y'all can say a lot of different things about them. They have a strong bloodthirst grip on their fandom. Yep. Democrats waver. Like the fans of Democrats, they waver. Like me, I'm, hey, listen, I've worked with people that are Democrats, so I'm not going to sit there and talk about Democrats as a whole, but listen, my love for a Democrat wavers. Yep. Because you're never necessarily honest about racism. It's, it's a love-hate relationship for sure. For sure. So yeah, Dante, let's get back into it. Who do you think should be the front runner to become the next president of the United States in 2024 to defeat Donald Trump? You know what? I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Yes. And then, and then I'm going to do some some politic type. Okay. Honestly, just pick one. Stacey Abrams. Let's just say Sleepy Joe is out the picture. Let's just say Kamala. Because you know, and this is my prediction, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be a woman. In, in my, like, it, it's going to be a woman. So we'll say Stacey Abrams. We'll say Kamala Harris. For, for the sake of hypotheticals, let's just say Stacey. Stacey Abrams. All right, cool. But for me, I will work on the campaign to get the black vote to vote Republican. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I, I would not, as much as I have this love-hate relationship for the Democratic Party, I think 
again, you know, I, I do this all the time and I don't want to be the super Black Panther guy, but in the great forest of Malcolm X, you're dealing with foxes and wolves. So I, I think far as Black people goes, I, I don't think that the Democratic Party is for you as, as much as the Republican Party isn't for you. And I will say this when dealing with Trump, at least Trump had something on the table. Now, he talked out the side of his neck. He was out of line. And the people that he riled up definitely aren't the people that I would want to have lunch with. But at the same time, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to get results. Donald Trump is like, I don't care what needs to be done. I need results. So throw Stacey Abrams up there. Let them do the pandering. Let Kamala Harris come up on the podium and talk about how she went down to South Carolina and, and, and brought up bags of collard greens and let us get all happy because, oh, Kamala Harris, he eats collard greens from South Carolina. Ooh, she must be one of us. Y'all can do all that pandering and stuff. I'll be working to get those people that we that were wavering to vote over there because I'm going to need something solid on the table than the usual pandering that's been going on for the last 50 years. Okay. I'm glad you said everything that you said because... I'm about to say something completely different. This sounds okay. great. This is great. This is great. Yes, sir. Let's go. We're Let's not go. even disagreeing. I mean, don't get me right. wrong. Anyone, again, you put any one of those women on the stand, no disrespect. And I'm not saying it because they're women. I'm just saying it because of who they are. Okay. Uh -huh. Like I don't even, yo, kudos to the women that we just spoke of because I don't even know a male Democrat that can beat them in the primaries. Nope. You know what I mean? None. Like There's none. They, they are the front runners of the Democratic show. There's no conversation about that. I Here's agree. my thing. You need a celebrity. Oh. Matthew McConaughey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Tom Hanks. Number one, number one, think about this. The Democrats don't even need to go into the Democratic piggy bank to sponsor these guys. They already got the money. That's true. They're yeah. going to get their own RV and hit the ground running. And they are superstars the same way Trump is a superstar. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I got a clip. I'll play this clip of Matthew McConaughey after this segment. But the man was talking about the shootings that happened in his hometown of Uvalde, Texas. But you don't start off a, uh, a White House press conference talking about some. Yeah, that's the problem right here. What, what, what are you doing? This, this is not, we're not on set, dog. Like, talk normal. Talk normal. As a person that I can get in trouble sometimes in, ca in customer service, like, yo, I don't talk, you know, the normal phone talk. I talk casual. I actually talk podcast, yeah. but I don't curse. You right. know, I, I'm not rude. I'm just, yo, hey, how you doing, Barbara? Everything good? What's, what's new? Okay, good. Let's mm -hmm. get this conversation going on. Let's get this dialogue going. Let me put this data, data in the entry. It's all about presentation, folks. Other than that. Exactly. Get ready for Trump. See you later. <laughs> to make the loss of these lives matter. My, uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife and I, Camilla, we spent most of last week on the ground with the families in Uvalde, Texas. We shared stories, tears, and memories. The, uh, the common thread independent of the anger and the confusion and the sadness, it, it was the same. How can these families continue to honor these deaths by keeping the dreams of these children and teachers alive? Again, how can a loss of these lives matter? Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the Fastest Rising podcast. Hey yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here. 